Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I'm managing editor of said Riot Report. Wanted to give you a heads up on how we're going to kind of proceed through this season. Obviously, COVID-19 has made... uh, Every day, a challenge, and, and basically everything from a from a media standpoint has been uh, a lot harder. Obviously, we can't be doing in person interviews with players or coaches, and uh, we didn't want you guys to miss out on hearing from your favorite Panthers players and coaches uh, throughout this season. So, we're going to be having some one on one interviews later. But as we get to have these Zoom press conferences and Zoom virtual chats. If you do want to hear from your favorite players, we're going to be making those available on this It Is What It Is feed. So today um, we have got two of the defensive leaders from the Carolina Panthers, KK Short and Shaq Thompson. And uh, coming out with our next episode, um, we'll probably be having Teddy Bridgewater and rookie defensive tackle Derek Brown. And so you can hear what they've got to say. I can assure you that over the next few weeks, we'll be having some one-on-ones, whether it's me, whether it's Antoine Staley, whether it's Vincent Richardson, be having some one-on-ones with your favorite players, and you'll be able to hear those, and uh, those will be here on this It Is What It Is feed, but for now, we felt like this was the best way to get you in touch and keep you uh, abreast of what's going on at Bank of America Stadium, because it's weird. It's a real weird 2020 as KK will say here in a few minutes, 2020 is kind of undefeated, man. So here we go. It is what it is. KK, good afternoon. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Uh, thank you. Just uh, don't think we talked to you just in, uh, since there's been a quite a, quite a lot of changes around the organization this year, from the coaching staff through the roster. How, as a as a veteran guide, how have you processed it all? I mean, I know you've had to say goodbye to a lot of guys and welcome a lot of new guys. How have you handled it all? Uh, it's you know we know it's a business at the end of the day. Um, you know, some of those guys I've grown to be brothers and, you know, I talk to every day or at not, if not every other day. And, uh, it wasn't a goodbye. It was just to see you later and, you know, knowing you're going off to do something better and, and, you know, to, whether it's another team or you're not playing anymore, uh, life still continues. And those guys, man, didn't take what happened for granted or anything like that, man. It's just, they moved on to the next stepping stone in life. KK, on that note, Josh Graham and the triad, um, I wonder with the off season the way it's been, if you if it's hit you yet that out of the five captains on last year's team, you're the only one left standing from last year's roster. Yeah, man, it's uh, I can't even I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, it's you know seeing those guys and then next thing you know it, it just all you know vanished, uh, you know, and it just trickled down. But again, like I told Joe, it's it's a business, whether like whether those guys, you know, uh, went to a different team or not playing anymore. Uh, you know, I still consider those guys a captain in life. And, and whether, whether they're, whatever they're going to do in life, man, I feel that they're going to be ahead of the curve and knowing that, you know, they can conquer anything they take on. KK, hey, um, I, I, since, 
this offseason obviously has been uh, one of rehab for you after missing most of last season. How are you feeling shoulder-wise? How, was, uh, how much work were you able to put in? Um, and did the fact that you couldn't be in the facility, couldn't kind of be get out there and work with other people because of COVID-19 um, maybe affect some of your rehab? Uh, I, feel, I feel good. I'm, I'm uh, still working on the little kinks as far as just getting a range of motion. But other than that, man, I feel good. Uh, the shoulder repair was was an awesome success. Um, uh, far as when you know the whole COVID thing came about and shutting down the facilities, uh, luckily I had you know a couple of stuff that I I could do at home, and uh, I had got a Peloton and you know was riding the bike and just being outside, man. The heat which just made it a lot more secure for me to just get out and you know, share some pounds and, and sweat a little more and, and just being able to do a lot more things, just getting in the pool, working the arm, motion movements. And uh, it was it was definitely one of those things that you had to um, you had to uh, in, in reinvent to just to see stuff outside of the facility, uh, barbells and, you know, different stuff around the house, um, wall push-ups and stuff like that. So uh, it was definitely a challenge. But uh, JB, those guys, man, text me and, told me a lot of stuff that I can do outside of the facility, which helped me a lot. KK, this is Herb Hardy with the Charlotte Post. Uh, considering that you are a veteran and you're accustomed to NFL training camps being a certain way, are you finding yourself trying to adjust to the reality of COVID-19 and the, the, the challenges that that presents in itself of pulling off a camp successfully? Uh, definitely, man. Uh, just as far as me in general, just getting back into football mode, um, you know, it's just a, a whirlwind right now and trying to get myself set to where, you know, back into the norm, what I'm doing and how I do prepare for training camp. Um, we got a lot of cautious stuff around here. So we have to understand that the stuff that we normalize, normally do the year in, the year out of camp, you have to realize that now it's, it's a whole nother, you know, direction that we're going as far as just trying to keep everybody safe in this building. So, uh, you know, like, when we get into the hot tubs, there could be a certain person, so, so many people in there. Um, so now you got to realize, like, all this time that you have to get ready for practice, you have to utilize it and put it in the right you know, aspect to where if I got five minutes to do this or five minutes to do that because you got to know everybody's trying to do everything but can't be in a certain spot at the same time. So, uh, And that's it, coming in early, getting extra treatment or trying to beat the curve. A lot of these guys coming in right before practice. So... Just trying to get, you know, trying to get that situated and trying to get a handle on that, man, uh, really takes effect to how we're trying to get ready for practice and trying to get ready for meetings and stuff. Okay, David Newton, um, glad to see you back, first of all. But what do you think, talking about all the players going, what do you think about the, the talent around you and how do you classify this? Do you think it's rebuilding, reload, or how, how would you classify it? Uh, man, it's a young, it's a lot of young talent around, and, and you know different guys like Tier White uh, coming from different other uh, teams. Um, you know what you see on tape is what you see on tape, but just getting around these guys and seeing the, how these guys like the rookies are ready to learn and and the way they learn this playbook, and you know it's new for everybody in this facility right now. Uh, just to getting used to each other, getting used to the playbook, and, and trying to get used to how each person's style of play is so I think it's going to take us some time to you know put everything in perspective but let's not forget where you know it's football it's football so we got to come prepared we got to come ready to willing to to win the most thing we got to do is work together communication all those type of things that 
that we keep emphasizing is, you know, it's, that's not going to change. We just got to change the way each other and how each other play. Hey, okay, uh, Jason Huber, WWE. Kind of piggybacking off that a little, have you had a chance to talk or meet with Derek Brown or any of the, the new rookies? And following up on that, are you? what are you looking forward to, kind of being that veteran guy now on the defensive front and, and teaching those guys? Uh, I'm just ready to see those guys work, man. Uh, you know, I'm the type of guy that, you know, try to lead by example. And, and now I'll be coming into that eighth season and really, really being a vet around here now. Um, I have to, you know, step up and be vocally. So, you know, just showing like Derek and, and all those guys, man, what I've done to put myself in position and what they can do to help me, what I can do to help them. Uh, we just got to work together. And, and I think those guys came from a good foundation, a good organization from college to, you know, put themselves and take that step forward to having a great rookie year. KK, this is uh, Miles Simmons, NewPanthers.com. Uh, so I'm just wondering if you could describe a little bit more of what you've seen just from the safety precautions around the facility and how you've been feeling as you've been in the facility. Uh, I mean, the process is crazy. I mean, coming in, before, as soon as you get out your car, you got to do a test. Uh, you can't even really get in the parking lot without a mask. Um, hand sanitizer everywhere. Uh, and then after you get past that, you have another one before you get to the door. Um, you have to fill out a survey. Then you have to uh, another uh, temperature check. Then we have these monitors walking around. Can't be too close to anybody. Uh, I think the precaution that they have around here, man, is you know, it's crazy. It's overwhelming, but it's the right thing to do for this organization to try to keep us safe in COVID-3. KK, this is Elaine Gashford from the Charlotte Observer. I don't think we've met in person yet, so it's nice to meet you. Um, I was wondering for you, you know, we've seen a lot of high-profile players choose to opt out of this season. I was wondering if that's something you had all considered or maybe just your thoughts on seeing that around the league. Uh, every, every player in this league probably thought about it, and, you know, whatever their decision they made is, you know, the decision that they made. Um like I said, I, I thought about it and, you know, different um, answers that I've come up with or, you know, just talking to my family and seeing how if, you know, one decision would determine, you know, another person's decision or just mine as well. So uh, we all got our reasons. We all have, you know, why or why not. And um, I respect those guys who did and I respect the guys who didn't. This is Herb White again. Uh, last year's defense was on a, a historically bad one in terms of touchdowns uh, against the run, that type of thing. What is it that you see that with this year's group is going to have to do to turn that around where it's not giving up so many yards per run, touchdowns, that kind of thing? She got to be better than last year. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, – we just got to be disciplined, um, and we all got to come in with the right mindset. And the most common goal is to win, so we got to put each other in. You know, we got to hold each other accountable. Um, if we see one position or one player or, or one coach slacking, we just got to you know we got to be communicated and tell these guys like, man, like if the defensive line not doing their job, like tell us, and we're gonna get it corrected. As far as you know, so on and so on. As a defense, we got to be able to take criticism and. and you know, and, and took that, take that and make it motivation. Hey, KK. Um, my name is Jonathan Alexander with the Charlotte Observer. Uh, if I could kind of uh, piggyback off Elena's question. You know, I know the NFLPA was saying that uh, 70% of his players or 
at risk of more severe, severe symptoms of COVID-19. And a big reason uh, is because defensive linemen and offensive linemen have higher BMIs. I'm wondering if, if you all were told that and whether that kind of factored into – did you think about that in your thought process when you wanted to play the season? Uh, I mean, we all know we big, man, and we know we – you know, we had a certain weight, over 300 pounds. And that's where, you know, again, that's where one of those, you know, those thoughts in your mind come to, you know, come up front. And we have to understand that we just kind of got to be as cautious as we can. Uh, with that being said, that we – off the field, we got to be, we got to try to be as more clean as far as hands and washing hands and not putting hands around your face and, and just trying to keep ourselves preventative of catching it. Um, we don't know what will happen on the field. Uh, we tackling, we we pushing, you know, sweat dripping and all this stuff. Uh, we just got to be cautious and hopefully, you know, I will feel that our organization, I have a lot of stuff to precaution on the side of the field to when we get off, you know, try to prevent that from touching our face hand sanitizer, Washington. Uh, they got like little portable sinks around here, you know, so I'm thinking those are going to be on the sideline as well. So without guys who have these preconditioned, you know, illness or, or anything like that, I feel that we should be secure of just, you know, just being clean, trying to be clean as far as off the field. Okay. As far as Derek Brown goes, we've heard Marty talk about how he thinks he can help you and the whole defense in part, you know, occupying maybe some double teams. you see that? Are you excited about that? And is it remarkable at all of when you played with Star? Uh, two totally different guys. I mean, again, I haven't played with Derek yet. Um, but just seeing, you know, him around and, and what he's done from the day he got drafted to, you know, to today, man, uh, he just put himself in a position to – God willing to work, God willing to do um, whatever it takes to help out anybody. So, as far as the double teams, who knows? Like, they might just double team him and try to leave me one-on-one. So, I don't know, but we, we just got to be ready. And, you know, it's not always a predict where, all right, they're going to double team me on this play. You got to win, or they're going to double team you. We just got to be prepared to win every play that we play. Um, we don't know when those double teams or those one-on-ones going to come. Uh, we just got to play every play like it's the, it's the last and, and win. Hey, KK, it's Antoine Staley. Uh, just what are your thoughts on Phil Snow and uh, the new scheme that he plans on putting in? Uh, Phil's a guy, man, he's coming with energy. Uh, he's like one of those guys that don't back down from, you know, from a challenge. And, you know, just being virtually and right before the COVID thing happened, being here, um, just talking to him in person, man, uh, fired up. Uh, he's ready. Uh, he feels that he got the right tools to – you know, make this a great defense, and we all on board, and we just ready for, you know, to complete this task that he got for us. And I think, like, his, his system, his willingness to win, man, is just second to none. So I think a lot of guys bought into the process, and it's going to show this year. Hey, hey, this is Deshaun with Channel 9 here in Charlotte. How are you? Good. How you doing? Doing good. I wanted to ask, with everything going on between COVID and also a modern-day civil rights movement, what about your perspective has changed coming into this year? Uh, you know, it's it's just a crazy year right now. I mean, 2020 is kind of undefeated, man. Uh, you just – it's unexpected. Um, and all the stuff that we're going through, we're fighting through right now, uh, we, we still don't have answers. So I feel that it's going to be a long process. But I feel like we're going towards the right direction to, you know, to having justice and whatever the case may be as far as, you know, 
justice, um, getting over COVID, going in the right direction. It's just taking time. Anything else for KK, guys? KK, this question was kind of all the rage during quarantine, but now that we're out, people don't really ask it anymore. What were you binging on TV during that time? We are all inside for two months straight. Uh, Money Heist was one. Um, Imposters was another. Imposters. Um, and then uh, Shameless. I had gotten to Shameless late, so like, 10 seasons was like crazy for me. So that was something that took over like probably like a month or two just to get through Shane's. And that's probably about it. Then after that, I just was uh, working. Okay. If I could ask you one more, maybe uh, what have you seen? I know you haven't been around him a ton, but out of Shaq with the kind of turnover at the linebacker position. Who is that Joe? What have you seen? I'm sorry, out of Shaq with with all the turnovers, particularly at linebacker. Shaq who? Nah, Shaq man, Shaq's a he's a he's a ball magnet, man. So Shaq can be around the ball. Uh, every highlight around here, uh, every tape around here, man, you just see Shaq in the picture. And Shaq just one of those guys, man. Uh, he's doing everything to put himself in position. And I think a lot of guys is coming behind him, as far as the rookie wise. It's just every film we turn on and we see that. It's going to be like, man, Shaq's a ball hog. And so it's now it's a you know, competition, a race to get to the ball, to get it out, to you know, recover that fumble or to make him fumble, whatever the case may be. But I think Shaq, one of those guys who come from, um, from year one to what's this, like year four now, that improved every year. And like you see now that he's put himself in one of those top positions to be one of those dominant linebackers right now. Shaq, David, you again. I wanted to ask you, you, you mentioned how you're kind of a quiet leader, leader by example. Shaq's always been that way, too. McCaffrey's been kind of that way, too. But as you mentioned, you got to be more vocal. So can you just turn that on and off? I mean, who do you see as the leaders of this team with everybody going? Uh, you put me on the spot. Uh, I mean, no guy, besides the guys that you mentioned, you got DJ and Curtis in the wide receiver room who, you know, is a big – impact on this organization right now. Um, you got Russell Okun, who's here now. Um, you got Tyler, who's in the offensive line. You got Trey Boston. Like, the list goes on. You got Chris Manhurst. Uh, all those guys, man, who's been here and who's done it in so many years uh, can pick it up and, and just be able to lead by example and also talk. I mean, you got a lot of guys who's going to, you know, separate from the actions as far as doing it by example. And you got a lot of guys who's going to talk, you know, verbally. So, I think we got a nice mixture of, you know, guys who's going to talk and who's guys who's going to do it as well. So I think the mixture around here is pretty, it's pretty good. We got time hey, to get uh, one or two more guys. So Vincent, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, okay, okay. Uh, Vincent from the right report. Um, both Phil Snow and Matt Rule have talked about wanting to maybe use some of the, the edge guys as three techs in like obvious passing situations. Do you expect to maybe play a bit more one tech than you have in the past? Or do you expect your usage is going to basically be the same as it has been? I'm expecting to play linebacker, to be honest. Like, I'm not trying – no, I'm just playing. Uh, I'm I'm just available, man. Wherever they want me to play, um, I'm there. And I just got to learn – I got to know all the positions on the defensive line. Got to know what every guy does, every play. So, uh, just being available when they when they play is called and, and they tell me to bump out, I've got to bump out and I know what I'm doing. So, everybody in that defensive line got to know every position on the defensive line. So, I think we all to be ready. Um, we all can, you know, uh, take on that task, and I think we all can do it well. 
KK, I was just wondering for you, after all the time you missed last year, now waiting to kind of get back out on the field, what has that been like for you and how like much are you looking forward to like the next couple weeks of finally being out? I got gray hair now. It's crazy. Uh, I think from, from the day that I was diagnosed that I knew that, you know, my season was done. It was kind of like a, one of those like, man, like this is crazy. Like, cause I've never been, you know, not gonna worry. I've never been hurt or missed a game like that or a couple games in a row. So like, this was new for me, new for me. Um, just going through from October of last year, all the way until like February where I kind of felt like I was getting back to normal. Uh, we had a lot of, I had a lot of things just going through my mom mentally and physically. So, uh, once February kind of turned, like my, I kind of turned around, kind of started turning around for feeling more a normal shoulder, benching wise. And it was just, uh, I wouldn't say depressing, but it was just kind of like, you know, really just didn't have a, a direction to where to go. Like, I mean, a lot of, you see a lot of guys who get injured and, you know, sideline for so many weeks. Uh, but when it happened to yourself for the first time, like you kind of don't know, it's kind of like a rookie year all over again. You don't know what to expect from your So, so as that got on, like, you know, I had some scares where I thought, like, my shoulder wasn't healing right. Um, I, I felt like it wasn't in the right direction. It wasn't at a certain percentage at a certain time. Uh, but I had to trust the doctors and trust our trainers. It was like, all right, this is kind of how it's going to go. You're going to feel that you got setbacks. You're going to feel you know, good one day, and then the next day you feel like you went back. So, you know, just trusting in them and, and really realizing that, you know, they was right the whole time. And, as it turned around now, you know, I'm not in a rush to just go out there and kill it, but I'm in a rush to just go out there and, and just play football. Shaq, uh, hey, Josh Klein from the Ryder Report. Um, last year before training camp, it was a completely different situation. We were outside um, in Spartanburg, and you said you felt like it was going to be the year of 54. Um, you had kind of a career year last year in terms of tackles, signed the big contract. What do you think this year is going to bring for you, and what are your personal goals for 2020? Uh, personal goals is just go out there and be a leader. Um, one of my brothers had retired last year, and uh, I know he would probably tell me the same, step up, be a leader. And uh, that's what I'm going to do for him, myself, and this uh, team that we have. Jack Scholar here with Sports Illustrated. What would you say has been kind of the most difficult part about this offseason with all the things that are going on with COVID-19 uh, and trying to get ready for this season? Uh, I would say just scheduling, just trying to figure out what's going to happen next, when when is the next thing that's going to happen, and just trying to be on the right page with the organization and just trying to mix and match with the NFL. So I think the hardest part is just been scheduling. Shaq, what has uh, been the process of just getting trying to get integrated with everything that you know, now has happened um, in terms of just getting to the facility, getting your physical done? What's that process been like? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. It was cutting out. Sorry. Yeah, just what's been the process of getting yourself now integrated uh, into everything um, now that you're back into the facility from getting the test done to getting your physical and everything like that? Uh, I was just coming in at different times. Uh, you had to come in with different groups and you had to come on your time schedule and make sure they're there on time. But once you get through that, it's just like uh, you got to wear these monitors and you got to stay six feet apart. Um, that's probably the easy part, even though you want to, you know, be close to your brothers, talk to your brothers and all that stuff, but you just got to stay back. But that's probably been the easiest part. Um, 
nothing really too hard. We just always learn how to adapt and adjust, and that's just what we've got to do, adapt and adjust. Hey, um, leadership. Um, you, you've been a quiet leader through the last few years. Same for KK. Uh, some of the guys that were more boisterous leaders are gone now. Uh, who do you see as, as being leaders, and, and how is that tough for you to, to step up and be a boisterous leader? No, nah, it's not tough for me, but I know I knew my place. I knew who my leaders were, Luke, TD, on defense. And uh, now they're gone, and I know they'll tell me to step up and be vocal. And so that's what I'm going to do this year. And uh, I think each position has their leaders. Uh, we got Christian McCaffrey with the running backs. We got uh, Russell Kuhn or Matt Paradise or Ty Lawson with the linemen. We got Teddy quarterbacks. You got uh, DJ Moore, wide receivers, Trey Boston, safeties. Uh, Tyre, myself, and linebackers, KK and Stephon, and all those guys at the D-line. So everybody has a, a leader in a position to take role, and uh, I think that's what we're going to do. Hey, Shaq, hey, Shaq. This is uh, with the defense that, that didn't perform up to expectations last year. Uh, what is it that you see that this group has to do now that you're especially switching back to a 4-3 instead of the mix of 3-4 and 4-3 last year? We've got a whole new standard. We've got a whole different coaching staff. So we're going to go with they uh, with their standard, and that's how we're going to play ball. We can't talk about last year because that's a whole different staff, and this is a whole different team. We've got new players and we've got some old players. But we can't dwell on how last year went. All we could do is fix this year. Shaq, this is Peter King with NBC. A question about what this year is like and how different it is to come into the facility and sort of not be able to sit around, talk to a lot of your friends in the locker room. Uh, you're in a suite now uh, for much of the day. What all is that like? I, mean, I feel like you can still do the same thing that we did before. You just got to stay six feet. I mean, you can still talk to your friends, go talk ball, or talk to your brothers and talk ball. You just got to do it from six feet. I mean, I don't think that's really nothing changed. It's just staying six feet apart from each other. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing. But everything else is still the same in my eyes. Hey, Shaq, Josh Graham from the Triad. I just want to get your general reaction to the entire draft being devoted to defense, especially after the free agency period was mostly spent addressing offensive concerns? Uh, it's a little above my pay grade, but I felt like that's what the coaches wanted to focus on, and that's what they did. Um, I don't really have much to say about that because I'm not in that draft meeting nor um, a part of that draft D day. So I believe in the coaches. I feel like they knew what they were doing, and uh, we got the guys who are going to fit this organization and fit this defense and fit this team. To follow that real quick, though, did you have a chance to – have you had a chance to get to know any of the rookies yet, spent time trying to foster those relationships? Yeah, 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 just a little time, um, just seeing them through the lockers, you know, saying what's up to them and stuff like that. And it was mainly just on virtual meeting, just getting to know them and just chopping it up with them and just trying to build a relationship through Zoom or hey, virtual Shaq. meeting. Hey, Shaq, Jason Huber, WFNZ. What are some of the challenges that with a young team around now and, and a lot of new pieces on that defense with having this uncertain kind of training camp starting late, not too long before the season starts? So what are some of the challenges with that and how are you expecting to kind of manage that going forward in the next few weeks? Uh, just having a young team, I just think it's a lot of experience, but at the end of the day, it's just football. Um, they just got to know and we got to teach them that the game's going to move fast, but just settle them down. Like, man, it's just football. You've been playing football your whole life. 
Just go out there, play your game, uh, play your technique, your assignment in the defense, and you'll be all right. Shaq, you mentioned first and foremost, you know, this year wanting to uh, be a leader. From a football perspective, kind of what's next for you and uh, anything in particular you're going to, uh, you know, kind of try to work on in this new defense? Just helping my team win, trying to help this organization win games. Uh, that's what I'm focused on. I'm not really focused on myself. I'm a team player, and that's what I'm focused on. And my stats, we're just going to play how they play. But I'm all about this team. Shaq, we've seen some of the challenges other sports have had. Some have been really successful with this, the corona. And, and I mean, the end, Major League Baseball has had their challenges for sure. What What do you the biggest challenge for, for the NFL? Uh, just guys got to be smart. You know what I mean? You can't be selfish during this time and during this COVID. You got to think about other guys and their families and, and, and stuff like that and their health issues or whatever they have going on. You just got to be smart about that, especially the young and single guys who want to go have fun and stuff like that. It's just stuff has to wait. Uh, wait till next year. Wait till we figure out COVID. But right now during the season, if you want to play, you got to be smart and just think about other people instead of yourself. You broke up there a little bit. You probably There's too many there. people talking. I can't really hear who. Sorry about that. Jack, I was just saying that uh, with no preseason games, what's the plus or the minus to not having preseason games to get into shape? The minus is you can't uh, – the rookies, undrafted guys or first-year, second-year guys or guys that are trying to make the team don't have film to go out there and prove themselves that they're capable capable to stay in this league and they're able to play with these guys at this highest level. Um, the plus is that we get a little more rest before the season. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing. But I think it's good. It's a good and bad thing. Depends on who you talk to. Jack, you mentioned your mystery with uh, Tiger Whitehead and being leaders. Um, well, how long do you think it's going to be able uh, – you're going to have to take to really be able to hone in on that chemistry on the field? Because obviously that's important between you two as linebackers. Uh, the chemistry was built right when, I, right when we found out that uh, that we picked him up. I actually asked for his number and just to try to build a relationship. And I think it just popped off right, in the, right off the back. I mean, we know – that the relationship has to happen quick, and we know that we can do that, and we know that we're the leaders and the older guys, older vets in the, in the linebacker room, and we got to get there all the young guys to come come up because you never know what's going to happen, and it's always a next-man mentality. Shaq, I know you were protesting, you know, out at marches for Black Lives Matter this offseason and meeting with CMPD, I guess, for you. What do you want to, you know, see this team continue to do for those sort of things, or why was it important for you to be out there during the offseason? Just continue to make change and continue to support your African-American males that are playing this sport. Really, everybody support us in any in every way. And um, that's really it about that situation. Hey, Shaq, I'm curious about your take on new defensive coordinator Phil Snow. What do you like about the scheme that he's drawn up for this team this year? I think it's going well, especially with the guys that we have in play. Um, this defense allows a lot of athletic guys to be on the field and make plays and just play football. And uh, I think Coach Snow done a great job with just installing stuff like that, and uh, we'll be ready to go. Shaq, you mentioned making sure you're staying six feet away. Have you had a situation in the facility where the, the contact tracer has gone off and you've said, oh, I didn't realize how close I was? 
Nah, I mean, you're just going to be close regardless. Sometimes that's just going to happen, but then you just got to back away for a couple of seconds and, and make do. Can you use that contact tracer to prove to the quarterbacks how close you were during practice and uh, that you can sack them? I know that's a big uh, point. Nah, you got to stay away from the quarterbacks. You got to keep them throughout the season. Can't get too close to them. Uh, hey, Chad, what's it going to be like having KK back in the middle of this defense and, and playing beside a guy like Derrick Brown that can really get that push and, and draw a lot of double teams up front? What's it going to be like for the defense and for you guys at linebacker especially? Uh, for the defense, for the organization, probably for KK. Um, we love to have KK back. We happen to have KK back. He's a tremendous help to this defense. Um, as you guys know, KK is a big part of this defense, and just to have him – teaching Derrick Brown. Derrick Brown's a special young guy. I think he's going to be a tremendous player in this league. And uh, just having those guys and just Burns and Stephon, all those guys, man, it's going to be tremendous. Shaq, have you had any dealings yet with Luke? Say it again. Have you had any dealings yet with Luke in his role as a scout? Nah, man, I, I just see Luke as my brother, man. We, I see him, we talk ball, we talk about each other's families, how your family's doing, and that's it. We just keep it like that. We don't talk about what he's doing in retirement, how he's liking scouts, stuff like that. We just keep it how our relationship has always been, how it's always going to be, brothers. Shaq D, um, Jonathan Alexander with the Shot Observer. I hope you're doing well. Do you anticipate um, – you know, leaning on Luke or anybody else during the season for advice, I guess, if, uh, you know, anything comes up? I'm leaning on everybody. I'm leaning on my brothers. I mean, if anything happens, I should be able to talk to them. And if anything, same vice versa. If everything happens to them, they should be able to talk to me. That's what I'm going to lean on. I'm also going to lean on my family and these coaching staff. Anything else for Shaq, everybody? Shaq, I wanted to ask you, since you were really active uh, with the Black Matters lies and the protests and everything, what have you seen from other sports that they're doing to, to keep the cause going forward? And what do you want to see in the NFL? I just want to see the cops be arrested for who killed Breonna Taylor and the investigation for Stephon Clark to be reopened. Thank you. Shaq, um, I wondered, you mentioned about young players in particular having to be smart this year. Will you have that sort of talk with those guys at some point, either individually or in any sort of a, a position meeting or team meetings? Um, if it comes about and if I need to, I mean, at the end of the day, I will teach them how to be – well, they will learn also how to be professionals. Um, I would def- we we kind of already talked about it in team meetings and stuff like that. And guys here have done a great job with just staying away and doing all that. So I think they got it. I think they're all professional. We have some intelligent rookies who are smart. So I I think they got it done.